Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and in case you didn't know, Jesus called it. He predicted everything that's going on in the world today. Given that, each Saturday I'll be doing a wrap-up of current events and how they match up with what Jesus spoke of when he was asked, what sign will signal your return and the end of the world in Matthew chapter 24, as well as other last days and end times prophecies. As Jesus told the Pharisees and the Sadducees in Matthew 16, he said, you know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. I pray as you hear God's truth, that it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And I pray that you see that Bible prophecy is not meant to scare you, but warn you and give you the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. World Watch for July 8th, 2023. Prophetic last days news, just like Jesus said. Since we are living in the last days, it's a good idea to start with a prayer. So sovereign God, Jesus, name above all names, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Father, oh, how we need you. This world is out of control, but you are still in control. And you are working in ways we can't imagine to bring good out of this. Keep us humble before your throne, looking to you for our hope. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Friend, there is no doubt that we are living in the last days and the birth pains are getting stronger and more frequent. However, this is not the time to hide your head in the sand. This is not the time to be ignoring what's going on. Additionally, this is the time that we should be spreading the hope of the salvation of Jesus Christ, and that this evil world is not our home. We born-again believers are citizens of heaven. So, uh, let this wrap-up of this week's prophetic events give you a sense of urgency in evangelism and spreading the gospel all over the world. And just hold on till the end because there's great news, good news stories. So these are last days Bible prophecies coming true right now. Oh, uh, Jesus warned us nation will go to war against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And the Greek word for nation is ethnos, from which we get our words ethnic and ethnicity. And it's also translated as people group against people group. And this is found in his Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13. Additionally, he said, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. So first we look at Ukraine and Russia. Um, and um, I've got a lot of videos, a lot of Twitter uh, tweets embedded with videos and podcasts um, in today's blog. The link is in the show notes. Um, and um, I'm not, I'm not going to go over all of them because I, there, there are too many of them. Um, but just some of the highlights here. For instance, this morning, I caught a tweet. Um, from President Zelensky of Ukraine. And um, this is actually, it's, um, he actually tweeted out, it's 500 days of full-scale war. And then he put Snake Island, the free island of free Ukraine. I am grateful to everyone who fought here against the occupiers. We commemorate the heroes who gave their lives in this battle, one of the most important during the full-scale war. Um, and the tweet continues, but I'm going to read the whole thing. I'm thinking Snake Island. What's Snake Island? So I went to um, Google Earth and I put it in there, Snake Island, Ukraine. And it's this teeny tiny little island off the shore of Ukraine near Odessa in the Black Sea. Apparently it wasn't important strategically, I guess. I don't know. But um, 
you know, when you come, when you think to think of it, you know, he's celebrating that, you know, they've conquered, they've gotten back from Russia, this island. Um, and it must be strategic, must be. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of things in this thing I really don't understand. But, and, and again, some of these videos that I've got here from various news sources and, you know, various um, Bible prophecy teachers that are kind of explaining what's going on. In fact, Ukraine um, um, still wants to join NATO and NATO's considering how um, they're going to get them. They'll, uh, NATO's going to be meeting in a few weeks, um, sometime in August. And that's one of the things we're going to be discussing is how to allow Ukraine in. So, um, again, click on my blog post. Um, the link is in the show notes. Um, uh, NATO is one thing. The EU is another thing. That's the European Union. So, um, France is still having a major problem with the Muslims. The riots really haven't stopped. They're still going. Um, and I, this, this video, and I've got it in a, uh, embedded as a tweet in my blog. It's from the Imam of Peace that warned about Muslim migrants in Europe. And, and quote, these Islamist extremists you imported only want to live on welfare. Their ideology is filth. And when you allow that in or you glorify it, you make your bed, you sleep in it. And I mean, that's just a quote part of the, the video, but it, it is in English. So you should uh, listen, listen to this guy because he speaks the truth. Um, uh, and then he, he ends it with, did the Muslims become stronger or did the West become weaker? So, um, so that brings the question. So, so uh, France, um, uh, after the fifth night of riots in France, that appeared to be an organized attempt to destroy the country from within. Infrastructures such as power grid poles are being destroyed. Agriculture fields are being burned down. Big trucks are being hijacked and tourist buses are being attacked. It's not about a dead Algerian teenager who disobeyed police orders. It's a well-planned and well-organized operation. Um, and um, at the top of my blog, I have a, uh, I have a link to um, Prophecy Today Weekend, um, which, um, and, and I've been trying, I've been following this guy on Twitter um, and because he's lived in France, in fact, he vacations there. And I don't think he's there now. I think he was back in the States. Um, he, he didn't say, but he lived in France for a long time and he understands what's going on. So you should listen to the podcast because it really explains um, the real story of what, what triggered the Muslim riots in France. Um, and then we'll, and then he, they also talk about Israel and we'll get to Israel in a minute. So, um, so continuing with, with, with France here. So the tensions tearing apart France are challenging the European Union. So this is from um, uh, Steve Miller, who's the author of Four Shadows, which is one of the books that I feature in my blog. And um, this week, I also have a video interview with um, uh, Steve Miller, and uh, talking about the revived Roman Empire. So get click on over my blog and check that out. But you got to listen to this. So the rioting that has taken place in France over the past several days represents just one of several major challenges that make it difficult for the European Union to know unity. As um, he explains in chapter six of his book, Foreshadows, the fastest growing population in Europe is Muslims who immigrate from North Africa and the Middle East. As adherents of Islam, these immigrants hold to dramatically different views on religion, culture, law, and more, and they are very resistant to assimilation in Europe. This creates a no-win situation. The EU's vision is to create a shared identity among all peoples of Europe, yet many Muslims refuse to share in that vision. And political leaders are reluctant to crack down on Muslim-instigated crime because they fear it'll spur riots like those now taking place in France. 
the large Muslim populations all across Europe will always be among the friction points that disrupt the EU's attempts to foster unity. When Bible prophecy speaks of the revived Roman Empire, today's European Union, which is depicted by the feet and toes of the statue in Daniel 2, it says this empire will be comprised of iron and clay, which do not mix. In other words, various tensions will exist that make this unity a challenge. We're certainly seeing that in the riots in France. Again, that's from um, uh, the Foreshadows Report. And he's one of the sources that I follow also in um, Telegram. So that link also is in my blog. So the French police unions. Today, the police are in combat because we are at war. Tomorrow, we will be in resistance. And then Greece on edge. An army of Muslims marched through Cyprus, holding Korans, shouting Alu Akbar. They, um, also, the riots have um, spread to Belgium and Switzerland. And there's also groups of single male, they may not be single, but they've left their families behind. They're following it on Twitter and there's this video and I just, I just, it just broke my heart of these two little kids, this little boy must be like about eight years old and his sister's maybe like five. And they're living in the streets and they're hungry because they're, um, uh, we don't know where their mother is. Father is off, you know, um, trying to get to Europe to, for whatever their jihad reason is. And they're living, they're leaving their children and their wives behind. So uh, that's, this is today's world. Um, then we go over to Sudan. Christians killed, ministries damaged by warring factions. This is um, in Africa, uh, kind of East Africa, East Africa. Dozens of people have been killed and hundreds wounded in Sudan's capital Khartoum since gun battles erupted in April between two heavily armed groups vying to control the country. From 1989 to 2018, Sudan was ruled by radical Islamic dictator Omar al-Bashir, who sought to exterminate Christians and some ethnic African groups. Al-Bashir was removed from power in 2019 by a military council controlled by the country's Islamist establishment. Division among that group has led to the current fighting. Frontline workers um, uh, report that some believers have been killed and some churches destroyed in the fighting. Local Christians feel that Christian facilities have been specifically targeted. Thousands of people are fleeing Khartoum, including Sudanese Christians who request prayers for their safety and for church facilities to be pre preserved. Now, this would be something I usually put in, in the Christian persecution section, but this is more part of the uh, uh, ethnic group against ethnic group. So it's, it's, it's really just, just plain scary. Um, and again, again, click on over to my blog and check out the videos um, that I have there. So let's go over to the Middle East and Israel. Okay. Uh, a lot's been going on in Israel this week, and um, both Prophecy Today weekend and Amir um, Sarfati on Telegram has kind of a summary of the events there. Um, so I'm not really going to get into it, it um, but it was a big military um, uh, endeavor, and they were successful in clearing out some uh, terrorist cells in Janine. Okay, uh, but then we've got Lebanon um, coming into the picture here. And as I was listening to, um, it was Barry Stagner. Um, uh, he and um, the folks of uh, Amir Safrati um, 
and Michael A uh, did a did a presentation at a conference in Hawaii. I've got that embedded in the blog too. It was today, um, so it's recent. But I was listening to Barry Stanger earlier, and there have been two other Lebanon wars with Israel. So is war between Israel and Lebanon number three in the near future. So we've got. Um, this also, I believe, comes from four, foreshadows or, I don't remember, foreshadows or Amir. Um, unanimity among, Le- uh, this is Amir, uh, uh, unanimity among Lebanese politicians. The Hezbollah organization may start a war with Israel to change the balance of power within Lebanon. Lebanon does not have a sitting president due to a lack of agreement on suitable on a suitable candidate. Hezbollah is promoting its own candidate and is trying to forcefully enforce his election as a president who will serve the interests in their interests in Lebanon. The opposition for its part does not surrender to Hezbollah, which raises two realistic possibilities. One, assassinations of political rivals, or two, starting a war with Israel. Um, so we shall see what happens there, but that's one goes under the wars and rumors of wars. All right, these are some other news items going on. Some of these have articles that you can click on over to my blog and click on the links and dig deeper. An Israeli woman who studies jihadist groups was kidnapped in Iraq. So is, she's, she's an Israeli-Russian, Elizabeth Terskov was kidnapped by the Iraqi Hezbollah brigades in March. Prime Minister's office says she's alive. We see Iraq as responsible for her fate and safety. And um, she received a doctorate from Princeton. So educated in America and um, she studies jihadist groups and she was kidnapped. So Lord, we pray for her safety and that she is released soon. On Friday, for the second time in 24 hours, a Russian-American confrontation was uh, had a Russian-American confrontation over Syria, Pakistan, and this comes from the Eurasia Education Foundation. Sponsors are needed for women abandoned in Afghanistan. Okay, since August of 2021, which we're almost going to get to the two-year anniversary of the abandonment of Afghanistan. So these women fled to Pakistan and are now impoverished and suffering. Many are eating grass to survive. Okay, President Trump, this is on your head. The U.S. Navy said it intervened to prevent Iran from seizing two commercial tankers, one managed by California-based Chevron, on Wednesday, in the latest in a series of attacks on ships since 2019. In a statement, the Navy said, at 1 a.m. local time, an Iranian naval vessel had approached the Marshall Islands flagged oil tanker TRF Moss in international, international waters in the Gulf of Oman. The Iranian vessel departed the scene when U.S. Navy guided missile destroyer USS McFowl arrived on station. The statement said, adding that the Navy had deployed surveillance assets, including maritime patrol aircraft. Oh, boy. Okay, so again, um, I'm going to read a passage from Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 24. So this prayer um, uh, was said right after Peter and John were released from prison. And um, so when they, um, they, the believers, heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. That quotes from Psalm 2. In fact, this has happened here in this very city for Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, 
the governor and uh, the Gentiles and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Okay, so they are facing persecution. They're seeing that's increasing. They're in Jerusalem. They're still in Jerusalem here. And it's not until after uh, Stephen is martyred that they start really spreading out um, all over the known world. So, um, um, you know, this th threats, um, all this stuff, God knows what's going on. He is sovereign. He's still in control. But we've got to see this all as um, what we need to do. We, we are witnessing the convergence of numerous events all prophesied in the Bible happening all at once. Unfortunately, things are going to get way worse before Jesus comes for his born-again believers in the rapture. But nevertheless, our hope is knowing that he is still in control. All right, so then we've got earthquakes, seismic weather events. Pest, um, well, I, actually, I don't have anything on pestilence, plagues, and famine at the moment because the volcanoes were going nuts. You know, I, I, I have um, this mobile app that I check um, several times a day called uh, Quake Feed. And um, I notice there haven't been, you know, major high magnitude earthquakes uh, around the world in this past week. But what I have noticed is a lot of clusters, of um, uh, uh, swarms of earthquakes in certain areas. And when um, there's another app uh, by Volcano Discoveries, Volcanoes and Earthquakes, it actually gives you the earthquakes and the volcanoes that they're nearby. So, um, and I follow on Twitter this this um, uh, person called a Volcaholic who tweets about volcanoes. And so I have tweeted various, uh, uh, I have tweets embedded into my blog of various volcanoes that are currently erupting. Um, and we've got um, uh, Semeru in Indonesia. And that one um, the, is causing these mudslides in, um, in, you know, in this island. And there's videos of people fleeing these mudslides and the mudslides also destroying a bridge. Um, you know, and it's like you can't, there's no way to stop this thing. It's going it, to, uh, this mudslide is, is hot. It's, you know, it's lava. Um, mixed with because it's been raining, you know, so it's wet, uh, heavy, um, and and when you watch these videos, you're like, and there's people literally running from it. I mean, this this one guy falls up his his scooter or motorbike, and and he leaves the bike behind because it's coming so fast. Then we have El Popo in Mexico, just off of Mexico City, <coughs> and we have a video of that one. San Cristobal in Nicaragua. Um, we have Mayong in the Philippines, and um, um, and also uh, Erta Ale volcano, uh, new eruption that's in Ethiopia. We have the Russian one, which I'm not even going to try to say the name of it. Um, it's in it's near the Kamchatka Trench, Stromboliad explosions, and. What's been really interesting is Iceland. Okay, they've got the Reykjanes Peninsula. So when I did my blog, um, it had 4,700 earthquakes so far. The image that I grabbed was from QuakeFeed app that showed 89 earthquakes in a 24-hour period of over 2.0 magnitude. So this one's not counting all the ones below 2.0, okay? So just before I published, I grabbed um, a video from um, Earthmaster, and he says there's been over 7,000 earthquakes in Iceland. 
So, so when you look at um, the volcano, um, the volcanoes and earthquakes app by Volcano Discovery, there's um, right where all these uh, earthquakes are happening. There's an ex actually an extinct, extinct volcano, and another one. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of it. Um, as seismologists are saying, it may be waking up. So it's um, um, the one volcano is in yellow. There's some that are still green, but uh, they may be changing. So um, this is, you know, everybody's watching Iceland right now. Um, so, um, and then uh, we also have uh, the northern Spanish city of Zaragoza was inundated by a heavy downpour in less than 20 minutes. The fire brigade had to rescue desperate people from their cars. Um, and global warming, the, the world just broke the hottest day record for the third time this week. Well, here in Phoenix, um, we've had uh, 10 days of 110 degree temperatures or higher. So it uh, was 111 today. Supposedly next week, we're going to get up to 118. Uh, you know, after... 105 it's just plain hot okay you just you just try to go from you know from your air-conditioned home to your air-conditioned car uh to wherever air conditioning you you need to go to you try to just stay out of the heat um and it happens every summer so it's um but then again, you got all these volcanoes going too. So it's like we're wondering what's going on. But I'm going to get to some Bible uh, scriptures that um, just might wake you up. Uh, lightning strikes in Europe, in uh, the in European Eastern Alps, have doubled over the past 40 years. And then smoke and haze from Canadian wildfires are still plaguing the Northeast US from Chicago to New England. <clears throat> All right, so let's go down to um, New World Order, the Great Reset, Economic Chaos, Big Brother, Government Overreach in the Last Days. So I've got some tweet videos in here. One of them is Agenda 2030. And um, I watched this video, and, um, I, and you, you need to, again, click on over to my blog. Link is in the show notes, and check it out. Supposedly, it started being Agenda 21 and that it was going to, it was, so all this uh, global reset was going to happen in the 21st century. But in 2015, they saw it wasn't happening. So then they extended it to 2030, okay, which is in, hello, seven years, okay. So you've got to watch this video to really understand what all this is talking about. Now, um, here's a little, a little piece also from Foreshadows. Um, the UN is proposing it be given complete authority over global emergencies. The United Nations is planning to host a Summit of the Future Conference in September of 2024, at which member nations will be asked to commit themselves to what's called Pact for the Future. One of the proposals on the agenda is for the UN to be given authority over all emergency global shock events. Back in March of 2023, the UN Secretary General wrote, I propose that the General Assembly provide the Secretary General and the United Nations systems with a standing authority to convene and operationalize automatically an emergency platform in the event of a future complex global shock of sufficient scale, severity, and reach. This would grant the UN the authority to ensure that all participating actors make commitments that can contribute meaningfully to the response that they are held to account for delivery on those commitments. In other words, the UN's authority would supersede all other authorities. Also ominous is the fact that it will be up to the UN to decide what qualifies as a global shock. Again, that's a contribution from Steve Miller from the Foreshadows Report. Um, 
And um, I, since this week we had um, uh, America celebrated its 247th birthday as a republic, United States, um, um, we had a lot of videos and discussions, or is America too far gone? Um, uh, the sad state of America. Uh, America has been hijacked. Uh, were we ever a Christian nation? So I've got all these videos in here. So um, if you live in the United States or if you want to learn about what's happening in the United States, <laughs> click on over to my blog. Um, and there, um, there's more to come. So hang in there and I'll be right back after this break. It's now open, my Christian Book Distributors Affiliate Bookstore. These hand-picked books cover Bible prophecy, Christian apologetics, worldview, and much more. Many are at discount prices. Isn't it time you got your Christian books from a Christian bookstore? Click on the link in the show notes. And we're back, continuing with the... Um, uh, New World Order um, bits of news, and these these are headlines um, from articles. A UN expert says that religious beliefs must change to accommodate LGBT ideology. Uh, next one: We may be in for the largest monetary shock not seen in fifty-two years. Both the U.S. and E.U. are taking small steps toward geoengineering. 15-minute cities in the digital mark. It's another one. So it's like they don't want you to drive more than 15 minutes. And, you know, I don't like driving more than 15 minutes. In fact, I tried, you know, to, you know, keep within a certain radius of where I live just because the gas is so ridiculously expensive here. It's, you know, um, uh, and, you know, so if I'm only allowed to drive 15 minutes, I'm not going to be able to go see my chiropractor anymore because he's oh, a little over 20 minutes away. So think about that. Okay. Where, where do you drive? That's more than 15 minutes away from your home. Click on over and read this article. UK government officials says the next pandemic will be met with with masks and lockdowns because the people have now been trained to accept it. And he's right. Oh, dear. All right. Um, so let's go over to, um, okay, on the side of increased uh, satanic evil, sexual immorality, apostasy, false teachings, corruption and deception in the last days. Today I saw a, um, a graphic, um, which is interesting because this, this quote, if you repeat a lie often enough, um, the, the original one it says, if you repeat a lie often enough, people start believing it. And that was quoted by um, way just around the time of the, the Nazis, um, you know, coming to power in Germany. Um, and the cartoon says, or you could cook on a bar, take a look at it. If you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes truth. But the word truth is crossed out. And then you have a little girl writing up there like if it's graffiti. If you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes journalism. <laughs> and it is so true because you really don't know what to believe these days. Um, uh, heretics to offer free unbaptisms and gender affirming rituals at Washington's state capitol. Pastor Jack Hibbs sounds the alarm on the church abandoning scriptural truths to cater to the woke culture. And we have uh, another article, Islamic Subver Subversion in America. And I'm going to quote a little bit of this here. Um, Abraham Lincoln said, America will never be defeated from outside. If we falter and lose our freedom, it will be come from the inside. I first learned that Islam was an invader and the enemy of humanity. 
Violence and blood were at the core of this ideology of hate. Put it simply, if I let Islam be, Islam doesn't let me be. Islam doesn't live by the same rules of reciprocity. Islam doesn't recognize my rights and the rights of all non-Muslims. The punishment for leaving Islam is death. And this is a quote from, I think it's a Quran. Kill whoever changes his religion. That's part of the persecution that goes on now um, against Christians that um, many of the organizations that I support and I tell the stories every week are of, of, um, of Muslim background believers, well, MBBs, what they suffer um, when they convert to Christianity, when they discover the truth. Um, and then I have a tweet here, which is last night, a group of young Somalis attacked the police using fireworks. And then the tweet continues, this wasn't in some faraway European social experiment like France. This was right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA. I got four videos in there and they're mimicking what was going on in France. Um, and again, I've got um, several more videos in here that you need to check them out. Um, and I've got um, several books um, that I feature in my blog each week about Bible prophecy. Um, and they're really worth reading. Um, I am a, uh, an affiliate of Christian Books Distributor. Um, I have a store. And um, you need to check out these books and really just understand what's going on in this world today. Um, and I you mentioned Christian persecution. And so that's our next topic here. I've got I've embedded um, uh, the today's podcast from Voice of the Martyrs Radio, which is talking about um, a gentleman from India. And there's the Hindu persecution. Oh, okay, so here's, here's a few stories from under Christian persecution. Freedom Focus report, Fulani militant attacks against Nigeria's Christians escalate. It's Nigeria. These are, um, these are articles. So again, you can click on over my blog, click on these articles and read these stories. Simon, a 13-year-old persecuted Christian in Pakistan is falsely arrested. China clamps down on Christians and finds a pastor and his wife for running an underground church. Also in China, please pray for a Chinese believer who was forced to take early retirement for his position as a high-ranking police officer because he was unwilling to publicly deny Christ. He and his wife led a church plant and request prayer that this difficult situation will work out for the furtherance of the gospel. Egypt. Christians in small Egyptian villages suffer persecution, humiliation, and oppression. Recently, some of the believers' houses have been looted and burned. Pray for their protection. Also in Egypt, although Egypt's constitution states that freedom of belief is absolute, conversion from Islam to another faith is not allowed and is punished via blasphemy laws. Social hostility towards converts is very high, and even rumors of conversion can lead to mob violence. Pray for wisdom and strength for believers from Muslim backgrounds living out their faith in hostile environments. Okay, then um, Nigeria. Um, potential political instability, Islamists pose dangers to Christians. A new Nigerian president was inaugurated in May, despite rivals claiming that the presidential election was marred with irregularities. Amid the political instability, Christians continue to be attacked, kidnapped, and killed in various parts of the country. Islamists have killed or kidnapped thousands and displaced millions of people in the northeastern part of Nigeria in recent years. The Christian Association of Nigeria reported that on May 9th, 2023, 20 Christians were abducted during a church service and haven't been heard from since. Nigeria has one of the highest rates of kidnapping in the world, a frontline worker said. 
So this is being uh, recorded on a Saturday. And uh, tomorrow, when I am free to go to my church, um, I'm going to be thinking about my brothers and sisters who don't have that freedom. We in America take our freedom for granted. We don't know what persecution is. We don't. So we need to pray. We need to support these organizations that help these displaced people. Um, And if you want a list of them, just click on open to my blog. um, And I have a page um, on, um, on how you can support these organizations. But there's good news. And Jesus said, for the good news must first be preached to all nations, all peoples. And, and this is our hope. So on top of all the bad news all over the world, there is great news, signs of hope that born-again Christians are doing what Jesus told us to do in the Great Commission and before he left us, no matter what, no matter what they're facing. In fact, that podcast this morning is, is uh, was saying that the, the the guy in India who was arrested for being a Christian, for not, you know, abiding with with being Hindu, says t- tells other Christians, you have an opportunity in prison to minister to other prisoners to minister to the jailers. So this is, look at it as an opportunity. Like they said, count it all joy. Let's go to Indonesia, life words. Give thanks for Evo, a life words pavement project trainer in Indonesia who provided in-person training and certification to three workers from a partner organization in a city considered the most closed city in Indonesia for the gospel, where there are only two Christian churches and where the children themselves are at risk of certain persecution. Evo said that the expectation of the children being blessed by pavement project is great. Laos. Give thanks for a family in northeastern Laos who have trusted Christ and recently demonstrated their new faith by burning their spirit charms. They will likely face intense opposition from their neighbors in their village. Please pray that they will be strong in the Lord. Egypt. Bahar also joined a youth discipleship group where he could grow in his faith. Even though I cannot read, I learned to listen to God's word, he says. The audio Bible allows me to listen to the word of God daily and experience an intimate relationship with him. Pray that these groups can help more vulnerable young people become confident and courageous in their faith. Thailand, BMS World Mission. Praise God that BMS partnership with the Thailand Karen Baptist Convention, that's the TKBC, has enabled the training and sending of women evangelists to plant churches. Pray God's wisdom for BMS workers, Paul and Sarah Brown, as they work with TKBC in Thailand. Um, From Curiosity to Conversion, there's an article here, a story of the journey of Muslim background believers, MBBs, in the Middle East. Um, Then we have a story from Korea. Okay, camp ministers to young North Korean defectors. For many North Korean defectors who successfully reach South Korea, adjusting to life outside the strict control of the North Korean regime can be difficult and overwhelming. According to one North Korean Christian who was ministering to defectors, such difficulty leads many defectors to succumb to hopelessness and materialism. In May, this brother helped host a camp in central South Korea for the children of North Korean defectors, helping them find meaning and purpose through the good news of Jesus Christ. Pray for the ongoing outreach to this new generation as they learn the value of freedom in Christ. 
And then I've got one last story, Mozambique, solar-powered audio Bibles. So there is a high level of illiteracy among the Yawo people in Mozambique and in other rural communities in this region. So Mozambique is in Southern Africa, <clears throat> South, Southeastern Africa. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, um, so there's a um, high level of illiteracy, especially among women. Having the word of God available on an audio device is so very valuable in order that the people have the opportunity to encounter God for themselves. Baba is a Yawa man who has come to faith in Jesus Christ. It was through hearing the word of God in his own heart language of Chiyawo on a solar-powered audio Bible that this man came to love the Lord. He believed what he had heard, and he understood who God is. God is drawing men and women to himself as they listen to audio Bibles individually and in small groups. Most rural villages do not have access to electricity, and so it is important that these audio Bibles are solar-powered. They therefore can be easily recharged in the sunlight. Okay, so as you're studying the Bible, reading the Bible under an electric lamp, or you're studying on your tablet, um, you know, where you've got Wi-Fi and you could charge your tablet with electricity, keep in mind that the word is reaching people who don't have the luxury of electricity. So thank the Lord every morning that you've got electricity, that you've got air conditioning, that you've got a home, that you've got food, that you've got a, a, a bed to sleep in. You know, we take these things for granted and then we take our freedom for granted, okay? And uh, so um, we need to thank God daily for this. We are living in the last days. Uh, Jesus told us in Luke 21, um, reading verses 28 and 31. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up for your salvation is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that the kingdom of God is near. Yes, things do look hopeless and grim down here on earth. But what can we do? We can pray and fight back armed with his word, his salvation and the hope of his final judgment. So we talked about heat and volcanoes, earthquakes. The word of the Lord, the Bible, is the sword of the spirit. So um, these are several different Bible verse, verses. Um, Ephesians 6, 17, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is part of the armor of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And it's the only part of the armor of God that is an offensive weapon. Revelation 1.16, he held seven stars in his right hand and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth. And his face was like the sun in all brilliance. That's John's vision of Jesus sitting on the throne in the, uh, the first chapter of the book of Revelation. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And then lastly, I go all the way back to the prophet Isaiah, chapter 66.16, as he prophesies and tells us what's going to happen in these last days. The Lord will punish the world by fire and by his sword. And what's his sword? The word of God. He will judge the earth and many will be killed by him. So stand strong in Jesus Christ in the last days, which brings the question, are you well rooted in the scriptures? <sighs> Jesus, you are the unbreakable, unshakable, immovable foundation that stands the test of time and keeps us standing strong in the face of panic inducing winds and terrifying storms. Help us to remember that we belong in the kingdom of heaven, that this evil earth is not our home. Thank you for being our confident hope, Lord. Please come soon to fulfill your salvation and grant us patience as we wait to see it. 
Amen. So are you secure in your salvation through Jesus Christ? If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, feel his shalom, a peace that surpasses all understanding, and get a one-way, nonstop ticket to heaven after you die, or that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen in any moment. What you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over my blog, click where it says, How to Know Jesus. And again, watch the videos in my blog. They are eye-opening. And pray and seek the truth in the Bible, in the Word of God. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.